This week, I took a break from the daily emails. and Mara did a great job filling in. But rather than try to tell her story today, I thought I'd share a bit about what waterfalls can teach us about school change. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day, we have a chance to grow. Every day, we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email, and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday does not recap the strategic leadership emails for the week of March 6th through 10th, 2023. Today's story actually begins back in 1985 when I was a new graduate student at The Ohio State University and I opened the new issue of National Geographic magazine, and it had a whole feature on the Penine Way. The Penine Way is England's oldest long-distance hiking trail, and it runs from just above Manchester, England, to past Hadrian's Wall right into Scotland, 260 miles of just scenic, rugged beauty. And from the day I read that article, I have wanted to do that hike. I'm fortunate in that Pam, my wife, loves to hike as well. And we've done a lot of it over the years. But something like a 260-mile trip quickly became out of reach as we've been raising kids and busy with our careers and, and doing all the rest of the things that seem to push dreams down further and further down the road. But here we are 35 years later and Pam and I will be taking that journey on the Penine Way from June 11th to about July 1st. So Pam had her spring break this past week. She teaches at Western Carolina University and had a week and so we went into the Smoky Mountains, which is in Western North Carolina where we live and had a five-night, six-day, 65-mile shakedown hike. Daily email readers will know that Mara did a great job taking over for me this past week and letting me get out and have my feet walking on that trail instead of my fingers typing on the keyboard. So when I'm hiking, I often think about leadership. And my friend Wes joked to me, don't, don't you ever stop talking about work? And for me, leadership is play, so I never stop thinking about leadership. And the prevalence of water in the Smoky Mountains almost guarantees that water is going to feature prominently in my thoughts. So here are some things that we can learn about school change by understanding waterfalls. The first thing to realize is that waterfalls don't actually start out as waterfalls. And in our hike, we had this fantastic experience of working uphill, coming to this fantastic waterfall, but then continuing past it and walking along the source or and crossing the different sources 
of those waterfalls and tracking all the way up to the top of a ridge where the essentially where the beginning of the waterfall was. And the big thing was that it actually wasn't one start. There were all kinds of little streams and rivulets and drips and springs that started in many different places and slowly traveled the landscape and came together to eventually form this big, powerful, beautiful waterfall. And there are two lessons that we can take here from about school change. First is that change really should come from the individuals who are furthest upstream. And that's the teachers, the people that are in doing the work. Teachers should be the ones that drive the change, just like it's the streams that feed the waterfall. Secondly, is that we need to allow people to come to change in their own time. The waterfall doesn't happen because every stream comes in at the same spot. The water slowly changes and grows in strength as different streams and different pieces, different bits of water come in and feed it at different points in time. And we shouldn't, just as we shouldn't expect all the water to meet in one place, we really shouldn't expect teachers to all be on board with the change at the same time. They're all different and they all have bring different strengths and life experiences. And so we need to understand that people will come to change in their own time. Another thing that's really interesting is watching water take the path of least resistance. What that really means is that waterfalls occur because there are barriers blocking the water in some places and low points making it easier for the water to flow in others. And so there are leadership lessons here too. We can make it easier for people to adopt a change by providing support and removing obstacles. And the inverse is true. Although I don't really advocate for it, we can make it more difficult to avoid the change by adding barriers. Another obvious point then is that the power of a waterfall is dependent on the flow of water. When there's a large gusher, when there's been a lot of rain, as there was when, when we did our trip, the waterfalls are strong and powerful. But when water is diverted or in short supply, that waterfall can slow to a trickle. This is a really important point because it speaks to one of the essential challenges of school leadership in that we only have so much time and so much attention. Those are our limited resources. And as soon as we start taking time and attention away from a change initiative, that change initiative will slow and become less powerful. This is one of the reasons that I advocate so heavily that we only engage in one major change initiative at one time. Because to try to do two or three, we're just we're diverting our time and diverting our attention. And so none of them will be as powerful. And finally, I like to think about what, what is leadership in this whole process when we think about the water collecting together and, and flowing over the rocks and creating that beautiful cascade. If 
if that waterfall is mirroring a change process, what's, what's the role of the leader? And I think the leader is like the land. The leader is contouring and shaping, but the leader doesn't control. It's the water that's doing the work. The land is just creating the conditions. And so I think that's the role of leadership, not to do the work, not to be the change, but to create the conditions and the climate that allow the people to do that work and create the beauty and the power of that waterfall. Change is a strange feature of organizations. Schools rarely stay the same, but they also seem so resistant to our intentional efforts to change them. Everyone can and needs to grow, but many change initiatives actually take attention away from individual improvement and thereby make it more difficult for each teacher to develop in the way that they need to. Change should be driven from the bottom and adopted by the entire organization only when it's demonstrated success, yet we often go the opposite way, driving mandatory changes from the top and then abandoning them only after they fail. Change is a natural process and leaders need to shape change, but not control it. The waterfall I build in my backyard can never rival the majesty of those in nature. So know the difference between what you're trying to build and what is naturally building itself. And remember, people want to get better. That is the natural state of things. They want to grow. So think about how to work with that rather than trying to control or usurp it. That's this week's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. I hope you've had some fun exploring waterfalls and school change and sharing this little journey with me. I look forward to seeing you again on Tuesday when we feature my interview with one of the most well-known and prolific authors of school leadership books, the amazing Todd Whitaker. Todd offers so many nuggets of wisdom in our conversation that you won't want to miss it. The one I've been thinking about a lot is this piece of advice. Make your decisions based on your best teachers, not the ones that are struggling. I hadn't really thought about it until now, but hasn't that been the underlying message of today's show? Anyway, tune in on Tuesday for a great episode. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Cheers.